0: All right, welcome back to the Vegan Fitness Podcast, to another amazing episode, a solo episode today. I know we have a lot of guests coming in lately. Um, Clients are crushing it, Vasil and other experts, but I do love these solo episodes too, where I can connect with you one-on-one and just rant, just share my latest learnings and takeaways when it comes to plant-based nutrition for results. And um, yeah, I'm excited to bring you a new episode and today I want to do something different, something special you could say um, and you can let me know if you like this. I think I want to do this once a month at least from now on. I want to do a Q&A episode where I ask uh, where I answer your questions that you guys ask me on Instagram and uh, I did a Q&A post a few days ago and collected some questions of you, things that I get asked a lot and things that the questions I get um just ask a lot of times and just want to yeah give you that input and help you through your questions so i think I will do this once a month and that way really support you the best i can for the questions that you have and also share my personal stories and and experience with those questions so here we are um i think just to preface this mm, i'm a big fan of q that's why i do them a lot on my instagram and now also on the podcast um, and I also want to make sure that I can support you uh, on your questions. And at the same time, I do think a lot of people get yeah, lost in the details of those questions. So I get a lot of detailed questions like, hey, what about this micronutrient? What about this fruit? Is it healthy or not? And those things I can answer, absolutely. But a lot of people get lost in the big picture because in the end, a lot of questions um, don't come up if you focus on the big picture, the big building blocks of your journey that really make a difference for your for your results. Um, so I will always uh, pick questions that are more big picture versus smaller ones. So uh, you will never really see like questions like "Hey, is kiwi healthy?" on this podcast, right? So that's a no-brainer. But uh, yeah, without uh, further ado, let me dive into the first question I got here. Um, the, the person asked, um, "How do you get in more protein?" struggling to get in 70 grams a day so just like reading them here how to get in more protein struggling to get 70 grams a day so this person obviously is not sure how to get more protein in the diet um and i have a few things here i want to touch on like three main tips i have here if you as a vegan listening to this podcast if you're struggling with this too then definitely listen in closely so how do you get in more than 70 grams a day which is Quite honestly, not enough for most people, right? So that's the first thing I realized. 70 grams of protein a day is not enough if you are looking to be in your best shape, be in your best health on a plant-based diet and you definitely want to have more protein than 70 grams. Um, So the first tip I have, very tangible, applicable right away if you want to eat more protein and get get to your protein goals as a vegan. The first tip is to have protein have a protein source with every meal that you eat, okay? So this is super crucial. Every time you eat, make sure you have a solid protein source going. So this could be seitan, could be tofu, could be tempeh, could be um, gluten, could be protein powder, um, could be lentils as well here and there. Make sure you have a protein source with every meal because a meal with no protein has no purpose, right? So that's very important to understand. A lot of people, they struggle with protein intake because breakfast, no protein source, lunch, no protein source. And then for dinner, they realized, oh, I got to eat 150 grams protein. How am I going to do that? That's how I actually operated back in the days when I went vegan. Um, I just, I did intermittent fasting, so I didn't eat breakfast. For lunch, I just ate whatever. And then for dinner, I realized, okay, I have 120 grams protein left. So how am I going to get this done on a plant-based diet? And what I did is I just poured on the lentils and the peas onto my bowl and just ended up completely feeling bloated, not even finishing a meal. Uh, You know the story by now. So that's the first takeaway, have protein with every meal. Make sure you have a solid protein source uh, with every meal and that will allow you to easily hit your protein throughout the day. um, So you don't have to catch up in the evening, for example. Second tip I have here is to actually know the solid, the good protein sources as a vegan. So a lot of people, they actually misunderstand protein sources um, on a plant-based diet and just go to lentils and beans for protein, which I talked a lot about a lot in the past, is not the way to go about this. Um, protein in lentils is very, yeah, I would say lowest. It's, it's a solid amount, but it's not the main macro, right? It also includes a lot of carbs, so you overshoot your calories pretty easily and quickly if you only use those as protein. And there's better ones. For example, tofu, as I talked about before, very good calorie and protein ratio, um, very lean protein, seitan, crazy numbers, like the numbers on seitan are amazing, like meaning macros, um, gluten in general. So when I talk about gluten, what I mean is, I mean, you can buy white wheat gluten, like a powder, and you can make anything out of that. So you can make protein bread, you can make your own seitan with that, you can make protein pancakes, um, all those kinds of things are very easy to, easy to do with white wheat gluten, it's very versatile, ingredient to use. Um, tempeh, of course, a good choice, um, edamame, and protein powder is also a great protein source. So maybe for lunch, you don't wanna to have tofu, or tempeh, or seitan, that's okay, you can have whatever meal you have and then you can just have a shake before or after to hit your protein numbers, for example. So that's always an option too. So those are the best vegan protein sources. Why? Because they're lean, they don't, they're not that high in calories, but they're high in protein. And that way you easily hit those goals every day. And the third tip is to, yeah, to use lentils and beans, so eat them, but use them as a carb source. So maybe instead of your rice or your pasta, have some beans or peas or lentils with your meal, okay? So this is what I'm doing currently. For lunch what I have is peas with a lean protein source such as, again, tofu, tempeh, seitan, um, and then maybe some other greens on the side um, and that will allow me to be at 500 calories and like 60 grams protein, whatever. Um, and that's pretty solid. So using lentils and beans and legumes in general as a carb source is amazing because they're high in carbs. They're very healthy for you and they also have a good amount of fiber, but also they have some protein going as well. So it's another protein source and um, added on to your main protein source. So that's that would be the three tips on how to get your protein as a vegan. Um, In the end, the boring answer is track your protein, look at what's going wrong, right? track your food, look at where it's going wrong, and then put in the work and improve. Like That's the main answer, okay? You will get there if you put your mind to it and actually honestly try to make it happen. You can't just go about your day and be like, yeah, I will try to make it happen, and you don't. So you actually gotta put in some work Um, but with the tips I gave you it will be straightforward and you will easily crush your protein goals, okay? That was the first question, how to get more protein. My three main tips, have a protein source with every meal, know your good protein sources, and use lentils and beans as a carb source to up your protein even more, okay? Second question I got here, uh, pretty simple, what are the best vegan omega-3 sources, okay? So this person understood that omega-3 is super crucial. Um, on a plant-based diet in any diet in general like omega-3 acts uh, as an anti-inflammatory it's important for your brain health and brain function it can fight depression and anxiety and it's just one of the most important things to to have and nowadays our omega-6 to omega-3 ratios are completely out of whack because most of our fat sources if not all of them are omega-6 fatty acid sources which isn't a bad thing that we also need omega-6 fatty acids however it's important to have a solid omega-6 omega-3 ratio because again of the anti-inflammation and um, making sure that you yeah recover properly from your workouts and in general reduce inflammation in your body and especially western diet uh, stuff like oil and even like nuts and avocado, and those things are healthy, but they're all omega-6 fatty acids. So we definitely balance it out with omega-3 fatty acids, which you find in certain foods. All right, very important. A lot of people think on a plant-based diet, if you want to get omega-3 fatty acids, you can just go to flax seeds and chia seeds and walnuts. And yes, you can. They have omega-3 fatty acids. However, they have a certain type of omega-3, which is called a-L-A, okay? So that's an A-L-A omega-3 source. So that's that chain. And what we want of omega-3, like the actual benefits we get, like the anti-inflammation, recovery, brain health, and those things I just mentioned, we get from EPA and DHA, okay? <clears throat> and what happens is to get EPA and DHA from those sources, you have to convert the A-L-A into EPA and DHA, Okay, which is omega-3 that we want. And on this conversion, you lose a lot of omega-3. So the conversion rate is pretty bad. So that's why, long story short, vegan protein sources such as flax seeds, chia seeds, walnuts are not great omega-3 sources. Okay, They're great like foods in general. They're healthy. They're a healthy fat source and have good micronutrients as well. So you can definitely include them into your diet. However... Don't rely on them only to get your omega-3 in for the day. Instead, get yourself an omega-3 supplement based on LJ, okay? So um, LJ is basically only EPA and DHA. So it's uh, the pure source of omega-3 and it gets absorbed perfectly and of the best (coughs) supplements you can take. So if I talk about importance of supplements for vegans, B12 is always first because we can't get it from our diet. (coughs) Omega-3 is second right away. It's not... If not like the it might even have the same importance as B12, in my opinion, because it's so so powerful and so healthy for you. So if you don't have that in your supplements deck yet, then get yourself some. It's it's game-changing and it's definitely needed as a vegan and also as an omnivore, to be honest. For anyone, omega-3 is super, super crucial. And the best vegan omega-3 sources, just to answer the question, is LJ. So get yourself a supplement and don't rely on walnuts and chia seeds and flax seeds to get your omega-3s in. I can bet with you that if you rely on that and you get a blood test, you have, um, yeah, bad omega-3 levels in your blood. So just, I mean, you can test it if you want to, not not, not trying to force anyone to do anything. That's just what I found, what I observed, and um, what works for me. So I currently take around three grams of omega-3 a day. Or was it milligrams? I think, it, no, it's grams. Um, and uh, that's around 6 capsules so that's what I recommend for like 2 to 4 grams of omega 3 from an EPA DHA source is optimal amount to take to get the uh, recovery benefits and all the other benefits okay so that was the second question uh, hopefully it wasn't too much uh, gibberish uh, too many like science terms um, but I want you to understand it um, on a basic level it makes sense and the conversion is a key part here. Third question I got is, hey, how do I bounce back when I've fallen off track? Um, This even rhymes, that's nice. This guy was, or this girl was, uh, yeah, rhyming. Um, So how do we bounce back when you fall off track? Very good question. Um, I could do a whole podcast on this, but the main answer I would say is, firstly, realize it's part of the journey, so it's normal to fall off track. And that's actually also where the growth happens right because life's life throws us challenges and then it's about how we deal with them how we approach them and what we do to overcome them okay and that's where the growth happens if we wouldn't have challenges if we wouldn't fall off track would we ever really learn would we ever really get better probably not right because when we fail or make mistakes or we get challenged we learn as humans, and that's where we grow, that's where we get better, that's where we evolve as a, as a human being. So that's where I think, firstly realize it's normal and it's okay, it's great to have these challenges because you can grow from them. Again, there's bigger challenges, smaller challenges. Um, definitely, of course, we, yeah, sometimes we have a harder time, sometimes it's easier, but overall realize it's normal to fall off track on your journey, especially with food and nutrition and Workouts like life will get in the way. That's normal. It's about how you react to it and how you Work on yourself after okay, so what I see happen a lot is that people on a fall off track um, the one day And then they just say hey, okay, this is an off day I will get back on track tomorrow or even like this is an off week or off weekend I will get back on track next week, right? So they make an excuse and riding off whole days or whole weeks Right? Uh, it's so funny, <laughs> that's why I wanna share this. Um, I listened to this one podcast episode last Christmas, like Christmas in 2020, um, I think it was Andy Frasilla, And um, it's like a personal growth fitness guy. And he had such a good way of saying it. It was like time, like holiday time, right? Like around Christmas. And he said, people don't realize that this is a holiday. It's not called a holy week or a holy month, right? So people in December leading up to Christmas, they are off track the whole month because they're like, yeah, holidays are coming up. Yeah, but it's a holiday. It's not a holy week or holy month. Um, same applies in Christmas week. Like, you don't have to be off track the whole week. It's a holiday. So one day you might just eat whatever you like to and you can get back, back on track after, right? So that's the mindset switch many people need to make that this is a part... Where people really derail and really go backwards on the journey is where they just think, yeah, I will just be on track for a whole week or a few days. Uh, instead, what I wanna do, have you do, instead as an action item, think of your day in quarters, okay? Instead of saying, hey, today's over, tomorrow's another day, think in quarters. So your day split up in quarters morning, midday, afternoon, and evening, okay? And if you do that, then what you can do is let's say you fall off track midday for lunch you go out with co-workers and you end up eating a pizza way more than you wanted to don't be like okay so now just yeah the day is over no you can get back on track for your afternoon snack for example you just have your protein shake with fruit like you always have right for dinner have a healthy dinner so don't ride off the whole day um and just yeah just not working yourself. So this is something that's important to understand. I think it's helpful to think of your day in quarters, and not just with your health and your fitness, but overall with your productivity. Maybe you want to be super productive in the morning, but you weren't, and then you're like, okay, so the whole day is off. No, like for midday, you can get back get back on track for afternoon as well. So we have chances. We have time. We have more time than we think we have and we can use this time to be successful on our journey okay so that's how i would deal with falling off track just get back on it right and make sure it's the next quarter and not on the next week not the, ne- not the next month or not the next year right so people are writing off the year 2021 they're like yeah i will i will start my fitness journey in 2022 like this year just hasn't been my year um so yeah i would just do it next year like no like do it next quarter like for the afternoon, get your shh together, okay? Not sure if I can swear on here, so would not do it, but just get your stuff together, and you'll be on track, okay? So fourth question is can you share a typical full day of eating plus explanation? Um, Yeah, I can, absolutely. So what I currently do is I'm currently dieting as well, so I'm trying to lose fat, getting leaner, and um, yeah, getting shredded for, for some photo shoots coming up. Um, So what I do is I'm eating a deficit, right? I'm eating high protein, um, moderate carb, moderate fat. And here's how I structure my day to be successful, to get lean as a vegan. Firstly, I do intermittent fasting, okay? So meaning I don't have a regular breakfast. I skip breakfast and don't have any food till like 12 p.m. Okay, now here's the caveat, very important. Hear me out on this. I do have a shake in between that, so my shake, is usually at nine or 10 a.m. in the morning. When I wake up at six, start working, <clears throat> drink some water and coffee, then I have my shake, my protein shake, only protein shake, at like nine a.m. or 10 a.m. And you now like, Fritz, this is not fasting. Like what the hell are you talking about? I agree, it's not true fasting. Like true fasting is no calories and like truly a fasted state. But this is a way of fasting for me where I don't have any real food and I just have to shake so I can trigger muscle protein synthesis and make sure I give a protein in for the day. Because what happens is, if I push my meal too far, then I'm trying to catch up to my protein number, which is very high, 200 grams, and that's not always easy to do, right? I don't wanna jeopardize my protein for fasting hours. So what I do is, I just have a shake, I break my fast, which is not a huge deal anyway, because FYI, fasting doesn't have any magical fat loss benefits. Just FYI, okay? So the intermittent fasting really is just about, hey, pushing the majority of your calories into later of the day. That's how I work with intermittent fasting. It's not about counting the minutes, counting the seconds till you can eat. It's about pushing your calories into later of the day and not spending it all for breakfast. So I have a shake so I can trigger muscle protein synthesis, get my protein in, <clears throat> and yeah, just move on, right? Then for lunch, I have something light, so I just <coughs> shed this uh, piece with protein source plus some other veggies, or a salad with the protein source <coughs> and some other veggies, and uh, keeping it light, but high protein, low calorie. Then for a snack, <coughs> I have, and why do I do that? Because for lunch, I do wanna be productive the rest of the day, I have a lot of stuff to get done here. So I don't want to crash. What I found is for lunch, if I eat too many carbs, like having like pasta or rice or like big amounts of potatoes, I'm really getting slowed down. Don't want to have that. So I want to keep being energized and productive throughout the day. And that's why I have a salad or just a bunch of veggies with a protein source. And um, yeah, then for snack, I have a planned snack. So I don't just run snack. I always plan my snacks, which usually is just a shake and fruit, so a protein shake and some fruit, like low calorie fruit, like strawberries, blueberries. Um, if you didn't know, fruit has different amounts of calories. So banana, for example, 100 grams of banana have 90 calories, <coughs> whereas 100 grams of strawberries have 45, or even less, I think even 40 calories. It's almost half calories for the same amount of food. So especially when you're dieting, you wanna make sure you get more bang for your buck. So if I'm getting 100 grams of volume for 40 calories from strawberries, that's a much better choice than 100 grams of volume for 100 calories from banana, you know? So that's why, and I don't like really banana, I don't like it that much, so it's a no-brainer for me anyway. And uh, that's just a side fact. And um, maybe sometimes I also have a smoothie, so just frozen berries, <clears throat> protein powder, and um, that's it. And that will keep me afloat because the protein of the shake satisfies me okay protein is satisfaction that's just the main takeaway for you if you struggle with like satisfaction or feeling hungry you're probably not getting enough protein okay very crucial for dinner i have yeah really anything like sometimes i eat out i order vietnamese food sometimes i mm, make what i love right now is like a summer roll bowl almost like rice noodles with edamame um Some mushrooms um, some tofu smoked tofu um, and some peanut butter sauce and soy sauce so good like summer rolls basically made into a bowl Um, i love rice noodles a very good carb source and um, that's my go-to for now might also do lentil pasta with with some seitan as well Um, so anything really for dinner i have so many calories open i can be pretty flexible which is the goal of intermittent fasting, that I can have anything for dinner I want to. And lately, I really like to eat the Vietnamese style as Asian style food. Um, since it's getting very hot here in Germany, I don't want to have like a heavy meal, like burgers or something. So it's more like a light meal for me uh, there. So that's the full day of eating right now for me. Um, hopefully it's helpful for you. And um, yeah, it's working well, I'm dropping fat and uh, getting to my goal. So that's, that's that. And the last question here is, What should I do if I'm skinny fat? Cut or bulk first? Very good question, so the main answer here is, um, firstly, what does skinny fat actually mean? So you might be listening and be like, hey, what does it mean? Skinny fat means that you are skinny with a shirt on, like you look skinny with a shirt on, you take a shirt off, you have a lot of extra body fat, especially in your belly area, Um, you have a pouch uh, hanging over, and you just have this quote unquote soft look uh, to you. You don't have much muscle definition, Um, So that's what skinny fat means. And a lot of people are confused. Hey, should I build muscle first, should I cut first? Main answer here, cut first, cut the fat first while building muscle and getting stronger. So yes, you can do both at the same time. If you do it the right way, if your macros are set up the correct way, if your training is set up the right way and you're pushing yourself there, then you can cut fat while building muscle. And that's the goal with skinny fat. Get the fat off first, and then you can start rebuilding and recomping and building muscle once you did that, okay? So that's how we go about it. What happens is if you start bulking, you just accumulate more fat, then from you turn from skinny fat into fat fat, right? So we wanna avoid that, wanna lose the fat first, get lean, get toned, and then build muscle from there. And yes, you can build muscle while you diet if you do it the right way, and that's how you can approach it, okay? awesome so those are the five questions I want to cover here like I said I chose questions that are more like broader and like big picture um, hopefully they were helpful for you and um, I think I'll do this once a month let me know if you like these and I can do more of them and in the end all those things are things that will help you get to your goal that's the goal with this podcast As since I don't do any advertising on here um, the main thing I want to do here is give you value give you the things you need to crush it as a vegan um, if you listen to all these answers and you wanna learn more and you also wanna have a custom approach to your current goals and your body, then you can always book a free call with us. So in the Game Change Academy, my coaching program, we help specifically vegans, middle-aged vegans that want to drop fat and get toned and get healthy in a plant-based diet and do it in a way where it's sustainable, where it's fun and where you're learning a lot in the process as well. So if you are curious about that, you can always book a free call with me or one of my team members <clears throat> by going to callwithfritz.com to book your free vegan vision call. And on this call, we analyze your situation where you currently stand, what you're struggling with, what you're frustrated with, and where you want to go. And we give you a step-by-step game plan to your goals. And uh, the call's entirely for free, so you can book it and show up and we can see if it's a fit or not. And um, then we can talk about that, okay? so. Again, you can go to callwithfritz.com to book a call or click the link in the description um, in the show notes. Um, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, you got some value out of this. Uh, let's make those V-gains and save the planet because we only have one, right? So let's go. Have a good day and talk soon. Peace out. Yes, yes. What did you think? What an amazing episode. Again, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do me a favor and subscribe to my podcast and rate it on iTunes. It's very much appreciated. We'll hear each other in the next episode. Until then, keep up the vegan vibes.